how do you approach those people though that may have had a bad experience at a church and they come here and they're they're scared to talk about they're scared to open up they're scared to really give it all to the Lord how do you how do you approach that well I think it's it's with grace uh, patience you know just be patient with people I think if people will give us a chance to truly show them hey we love you we're here to help we're here to bless and I think if people will give us a chance they'll they'll find that We believe that there is always more to God's Word, and if we dig a little deeper, we will find truth that will take us on a journey of amazing life change, a life of deeper hope, deeper truth, and deeper grace. Let's jump right in. And just like that, we're back. Another episode of the Deeper Grace Podcast. I'm Jacob Phillips, and he joins us every single Every single week, Pastor Wayne. What's up, my brother? I'm doing well. How are you, Jacob? I'm good. We so, started... Hey, hold on a second. You're, you and your wife are having a baby, right? Yes, October the 6th. October. First so one. How many months away? Two, three. Three She's months. She's 27 weeks, I believe, this yeah. week. So. so how's it at your house together being pregnant? I mean, I know she's the one having mm-hmm. the baby, but you guys are going through this together. Yeah, it's good. Um, still trying to get used to it. We just... Filled out the registry, so we're about to get oh, yeah, baby registry. Yeah, we're yeah. about to get the uh, the crib and everything set up. We just moved into a house about a month ago. Oh, so. Congratulations! Yeah, about five minutes from here towards yeah. Franklin. So. For the audience here, uh, they may or may not know that Jacob is a Cincinnati Reds fan, like myself. Mm-hmm. So, is the baby going to have any Reds memorabilia? Doesn't have it yet. I've got it. I've got her some Auburn gear though. Okay. But do we really want to put it in Reds gear right now? Not right now. I was going to say. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We're the fourth, fourth worst record in baseball as of today. I thought we were the worst. So hey, we're making progress. Let's get into the. Um, let's get into this new sermon series that you titled "Grace and Truth." Okay. Um, my first question for you, right off the bat, is: um, first of all, it seems like a great time to dive into this series and what it's all about. Why now? And can you define? what you say grace and truth really is? Well, for several months now, I felt like I need to do a better job as a pastor Mm -hmm. to equip people to engage the the world that we live in. Uh, I feel like I've I've left people to fend for themselves when it comes to all of the issues that we're facing in our culture. We've got the Roe v. Wade decision. We've got, uh, you know, transgenderism. We've got uh, all of those issues with so many different things, uh, politics. And and so I want to do a better job of, of equipping the church. How do we engage people in a way that loves people well, but mm-hmm. also holds firm to the Word of God, have compassion for people, and still have conviction? And so uh, I, I think that's where grace and truth comes in. So the grace part is compassion, uh, the conviction part is truth. And of course, the theme verse is John chapter 1, where the Bible says that Jesus is full of grace and truth. And so uh, the vision is, let's be like Jesus when it comes to engaging with culture. And let's lead with grace, but we also speak the truth. But we speak the truth in love. And and the idea is a biblical idea. That's what transforms people. You know, not hating on people, not throwing rocks. 
not demeaning people, not demonizing people, but hey, let's actually do our part in winning people to the Lord. Uh, and that's going to happen through grace and truth. I love when you started the sermon this past Sunday. You were, well, first of all, as you just referenced John 1, 14, where it says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. But then you circled back to John in chapter 8, where you went verses 2 through 11. Right. And you were talking about the woman that was brought before Jesus uh, that had been caught in adultery in right. these men around were wanting to stone the woman and Jesus with one of the greatest all-time one-liners in humanity said all right for the for the person that hasn't sinned let's throw a rock at him right. so that that was i thought that was really a uh, really good um use of the verse right there yeah i in so John chapter 1 says that Jesus is full of grace and truth mm-hmm. John chapter 8 in this story of the woman caught in adultery illustrates what grace and truth looks like and so Jesus is encountering culture here uh, in sin. And it was obvious the woman was, was in sin, caught in sin. She was doing what the commandments tell us not to do. And so instead of saying to her, you know, go ahead, stone her, kill her. You're right. right. The law says this. He says, I don't condemn you. He gave her grace. Go and sin no more. He gave her truth. So he gave her both grace and truth. And for us, as followers of Jesus, I think that's our template. That's our, that's our playbook. That's our game plan for whatever issue we're facing in our culture, whatever people we're facing, we lead with grace, but we also speak truth. And, <clears throat> you know, those religious people literally wanted to stone this woman. They right. wanted to kill her, mm-hmm. bash her head in. And think about how violent that is. And they were for that. They wanted that. And I think the world that we live in is looking at the church. They're looking at us as followers of Jesus, as people with rocks in our hands, ready to humiliate, ready to destroy, ready to embarrass, because we're right and you're wrong. And so that's not the right approach. We're never going to reach anybody that way. We're never going to change anybody that way. And you mentioned something about that during the sermon where you were talking about these churches out there nowadays that will take you in as long as you believe what they want you to believe and you follow the rules that they want you to follow. And I can speak from that from personal experience because I went to a church that was kind of like that. If you did something, if you messed up, um, they wanted you to follow specific rules. And that stuck with me. More legalistic. Yeah, and that stuck with me up until just a couple of years ago because I was grown in that, I was molded in that. Uh, and it was tough to uh, get away from that, just some of the rules that we had to follow. And a part of that, when you were talking about that, you at one point apologized on behalf of all the pastors. Um, why, why did you feel the need to do that? I, I think uh, when it comes to adultery, uh, any sort of sexual sin, uh, churches... I think what we're supposed to do is to do what the Bible says, to restore people, uh, to help them. And I think far too long, if somebody messes up, mm-hmm. you know, instead of restoring, we throw stones, we ignore people, we uh, humiliate people, or we shun them. Mm-hmm. And so I felt I felt it necessary as part of this first message here, just to apologize on behalf of all those who were, I mean, did people mess up? Yeah. Did they mm-hmm. sin? Yeah. But the church 
instead of helping, they hurt. Instead of healing, they uh, they they didn't. And right. so I, I felt like that was important to show grace first. And, that, and that's why I did that is because, hey, we want to we want to lead with grace. But then we follow right back up on that point and talk about why adultery is so bad, why sexual sin is so bad, because none of those are harmless acts. They destroys people. It destroys families and relationships. And God doesn't want that. God puts boundaries in our lives because he's more interested uh, in our freedom than our fun. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important to speak the truth, to speak the truth in love, you know, to speak the truth with tears in our eyes right. versus, you know, using it like a hammer to beat people over the head. Mm-hmm. And if we speak grace and truth together, people have a choice. You can either receive it or you can harden your heart. But we've done our part because we've done what Jesus did, both grace and truth. And I feel like there's some people that's out there that might know that they have an addiction, know that they have an issue, mm-hmm. but they might be afraid to come to church because they think that if they publicly say what they've been dealing with, that addiction that they've been, that's, that's, that's got them bound up, they're afraid that they're going to get judged. And that's that's not how grace is. Yeah, and, and I think there's this uh, false assumption mm-hmm. about churches that we're ready to... Uh, pounce at any moment. We're against everything. And because of that, I think people look at Christians and churches as people who are angry and hateful and bigots and homophobes. But the reality is none of that's true. I've never been part of a church like that. This church is certainly not like that. Uh, There may be churches out there that are like that, but the vast majority that I know are not filled with people like that. They're They're filled with people who are loving and gracious, trying to be like Jesus, trying to grow in their faith. And we want to be the kind of church where people are welcome Mm -hmm. uh, to come, welcome to be part of what God is doing, whether you're perfect or not, whether you've got your life together or not. Let's follow Jesus together and let Jesus change us. I think I I was trying to make an important point point in the message that we're not called to correct people's behavior. Right. You know, we're not the we're not the morality police, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Our calling is to introduce people to Jesus. And Jesus does the work of transforming hearts and lives. And so uh, I think that helps us to understand that just like the grace that Jesus gave us, all of us uh, as sinners, is the same grace that we give to others. But again, it, that, that, that grace doesn't mean turning a blind eye to sin. Right. Or God understands, just keep on doing what you're doing. No, Jesus said, I don't condemn you. But stop sinning. Leave your life of sin. How do you approach those people, though, that may have had a bad experience at a church, and they come here and they're they're scared to talk about, it. they're scared to open up, they're scared to really give it all to the Lord? How do you how do you approach that? Well, I think it's it's with grace, uh, patience. You know, just be patient with people. I think uh, if people will give us a chance to truly show them, hey, we love you. We, uh, we're here to help. We're here to bless. And I think if people will give us a chance, they'll, they'll find that. You played a video from one of the newer pastors here on staff, Pastor Mark Harris, who's, who is over the young adults. Uh, what a powerful testimony that was. Can you speak on that a little bit? Yeah, you shared his story of being exposed to pornography at a young age and how that really started him on a path of addiction to pornography that ultimately led to him having a plan to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
And that's an illustration of why sin is so destructive because it's not, ultimately it's not fun. It's going to destroy us. Mm -hmm. And uh, in his story, he shares this revelation of, of God's love. This moment where he was about to end his life, but he has this revelation. Hey, God said to him that, you know, I love you and I'm not done with you. I've got a purpose for your life. And that, how that gave him uh, the courage to not proceed with ending his life, but living for Jesus. Right. And I thought that was a powerful illustration of the fact that there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. The Holy Spirit convicts us because he loves us, but he doesn't condemn us. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, yeah, that was that was a powerful story. I was very proud of him for being willing to share that story. It's because a lot of people come to church thinking they gotta at least look like they have it all together. Right. And he just took the mask off and said, Hey, this is me, this was my struggle, but here's what God did. And for those people that may be struggling with the same thing that Mark's struggling with, or maybe he might have an addiction of something else, mm-hmm. what's what's your advice to those people right now? I think the first thing is don't give up, don't quit, don't stop trying, but ultimately come to Jesus. You know, we can try everything that we need to try and and that's good, but ultimately Jesus is the one that heals our hearts. And as a church, we're committed to walking together with you. Uh, We have uh, services, obviously, uh, but we also have groups. We have freedom groups where people learn to get free. We have Celebrate Recovery on Friday nights where Mm -hmm. people go through uh, uh, step studies, just learning what does it mean to be free and walk in freedom. So we're saying, let's let's follow Jesus together. Let's do it as a group. And together, we're going to find freedom. And you brought it up. For those people that are struggling, if you're listening right now, we have multiple ways that you can get involved in the church. And coming up, as I'm looking at the paper next month, Freedom Group starts a 12-week right. journey. It starts August 21st. And also we have Fight Club just specifically for men. That begins August the 19th. And as you said, Celebrate Recovery um, every Friday right. at 6 o'clock. So we have plenty of available opportunities for you. And people know exactly what you're going through. Um, and, and don't, and I think the other message is don't, don't, don't try to do this by yourself. Right. You know, don't try to beat this yourself. Let's do this together. And uh, God created the church just for that purpose. Right. To help. So let's preview next week's message. Preview, huh? Yeah, let's go ahead and preview. I believe we get, we've got a special guest, correct? We do. We're going to address the issue of homosexuality, transgenderism. Uh, obviously a very big issue in our culture. Mm-hmm. So how does the church of Jesus Christ uh, engage that issue and people with both grace and truth. Linda Seiler is our guest uh, this Sunday, and that's uh, her story. She was she uh, was same sex attracted uh, in the process of transitioning from a girl to a boy, from a woman to a man, and uh, she's going to share her story of the amazing thing that God has done in her life. And uh, uh, hopefully, we'll get her on this podcast. Right. Next week. Awesome. Awesome stuff as usual, Pastor. If you miss Sunday's message, um, you can catch that on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, don't forget, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe and, um, so you don't miss a single episode, Pastor. As always, thanks so much and have a great week. Thank you, Jacob. All right, guys. God bless. Go Reds.